Rise Up. Welcome to Rise Up Radar, where we keep the Falcons on your radar. Thank you for joining me, Stan Parker, for another episode. Let's have a ballin' show. And we are back again with another episode of Rise Up Radar. I got with me tonight, I got Mr. Todd Brooks. What's up, man? How are you doing tonight? Stan, doing pretty good. Very eventful weekend. Had the Falcons did their draft, and I think it ended up being pretty good for the most part. We're going to talk about that tonight, though. For sure. We're going to definitely get into some draft talk tonight. Um, it's it's come and gone. The excitement has has uh, it's, it was like Christmas. It was over in, well, I guess not in 15 seconds. It was over in three days. Um, how, how much of, of day two and three did you watch? I watched most of, of day three and, and actually most of day two also until the very end. I didn't watch the seventh round at all. In fact, I didn't realize we didn't have a choice. I guess that was one of the uh, trades that we made early on because we I thought we had a seventh round choice at one point, but then we lost it, I guess, with right. that move that move down that we did. Yeah, so uh, my had it on kind of the same. It's kind of just in the background, and uh, my son was like – I want to go watch football players. He loved the numbers. He loved the names and the words. He's getting to that age where he likes to – he's trying to read everything. So, it was a pretty fun um, – pretty fun with uh, on my side with my family. So, yeah, we I watched pretty much the whole thing. I mean, I didn't sit down and was glued to it, but I, I had it on. It was it was entertaining. They do a good job. I watched the um, NFL Network guys the third day. So, um, so – Kyle Pitts was was the uh, number four overall choice for the Atlanta Falcons. And that's not – it wasn't surprising. We kind of all pegged it down. But it came out that that the Falcons weren't even really looking at quarterback at all. I mean, does that did that surprise you? It, it did surprise me. I mean, if it were still – like, it were still me on the board, I still would have gone Justin Fields with that. But I can't argue with Kyle Pitts as far as, you know, being the best non-quarterback in the draft. I think that was definitely – a good selection. I think he's going to be an elite tight end in the NFL. But they, it did surprise me they weren't looking at quarterback. Then you had this whole thing where they signed A.J. McCarron over the weekend. Right. And then they Weird signed uh, Felipe Franks as a free agent, too, Undrafted after the free draft agent. was over. Yeah. So they went from going into the draft – no, like hours before the draft, they had one quarterback on the roster. And then they signed – I don't know what the timing was, but we all got the news around the draft that A.J. McCarron had been signed. And then yeah. and then Felipe Franks gets signed on the third day of undrafted free agents. And, um, you know, I've talked about Felipe Franks as, like, who – why aren't we talking about him? And I think it was interesting that I had mentioned Ian Book as, like, one probably the worst quarterback in the class <laughs> – from a major school and he gets he gets taken by the saints which is very interesting to me so uh the saints i feel like had a terrible draft i'm not getting to their draft grades but um and but it's funny you don't know you look around and even their their recent draft has been hilarious but our draft was good i i enjoyed it i had a day to sleep on i mean obviously we've had a little while to to sleep on it but um so going tight end in the first in the first round with Kyle Pitts, like you said, I think he's going to be an elite tight end. I think he's going to he look, dude, man. If you just squint real hard and watch his highlight tape, he looks like Julio out there, man. Like, and I'm not trying. That's I know I don't want to get like hyperbolic, and he might just be whatever. But like 
his body type and the way he uses his body, it kind of does remind you a little bit of Julio. And I'm not saying, you know, that nothing yeah. beyond that. And so, um, so the second round rolls around and they select, they move back, correct? In the second, that's the they move, they, okay. yeah, they move back. They move back. And, um, this is where I, I really did not agree with the draft choice. I mean, I, th- I think the draft choice is going to end up being okay, but I would have gone pass rush here and I would have drafted. Ojalari was on the board. Aziz Ojalari for Georgia was on the board. That's where I would have gone. And they decided to take the safety from Central Florida. So, Richie I mean, Grant. You've got Richie uh, Grant. Nah, national championship pedigree right there. R- Richie Grant. Yeah, but, you know, I mean, thinking about it, though, I think with um, the new defensive coordinator, too, I think a lot of the pressure is probably going to come from the defensive backfield anyway. That's just kind of the way that he schemes. So, right. I mean, maybe that's why they were thinking that. I don't really know for sure. They went they went secondary a bunch in this draft, which I knew they were going to go secondary. Um, but they went – they get, so in this draft, they pick up um, – Picked up a safety and two cornerbacks. Safety in two corners, and mm-hmm. then it, another interesting point that we'll get to that a little later on in in the episode that uh, in in the direction this franchise is going, whenever there's a regime regime change, um, you evaluate the talent that you have. And I'm not so sure, you know, the grades that this current regime have were the grades the previous regime have on offensive line. Uh, they had two offensive linemen selection, which were surprising to me. I don't, I don't, I don't know. It, it, I didn't think that was surprising because I think that's been a struggle for the Falcons. I, mean, so I wasn't surprised at all. And I, I think they, I mean, I think they did good with the offensive line too. I like both picks. Yeah. So I was, I was, I figured they would get a guard or a tackle that you can kick into guard. I figured they would get one. I didn't think yeah. they would get a, another center. So. That was an interesting for me. That was, you know, that's a minor thing. So, all right. So round, so round one, obviously, uh, Kyle Pitts. Round two, um, with a trade back, they pick Richie Grant, and then round three, they pick um, tackle from Michigan, Jalen Mayfield, and then round four, they had what? Was that multiple rounds? It was a corner. Yeah, they had multiple round four picks. So they went Darren Hall, the corner from. uh, what school he got? He went to San Diego State. San Diego State. They reached for a small school there. You know, I was kind of questioning that a little bit, but um, Never, I don't know. He, he looks good. And then they got Drew Dahlman from Stanford. Yeah, in the fourth um, round. He picks Devont- Devontae KZ was is from was uh, from San Diego State, I believe. So mm-hmm. he was. Um, yeah, and then they finally get a defensive lineman. That's in the fifth round. They go with Taquan Graham. Uh, out of Texas, Texas. Hey, yeah. he's a big body. I'm, he's not really your typical. I'm, I don't know. Uh, not your like fire breathing speed rusher off the edge, which I'm totally cool with that. The way Dean Pease is schemed up, I, I, like you said, I think they're going to bring a lot of uh, blitz packages. So um, and a lot of linebacker play. So um, and then you got a defensive end. I'm not going to try the name at Notre Dame and. Um, a corner for Boise State, and then another wide receiver at the last pick of the get day, Frank Darby. So yeah, yeah. Overall, like I know everybody loves draft grades, um, and I know everybody just you know can see the future. But what do you, what do you think about this draft, man? Like your personal opinion. 
I, I thought the draft overall was good. I was a little bit surprised that the Falcons never went running back at the draft. I mean, I think once we got to the fourth round and there still wasn't a running back picked, I think we kind of realized there wasn't going to be one because um, all the guys that I would have wanted on the roster were pretty much gone by that point. So, yeah, they were off the board. Like, uh, I think one of the North Carolina running backs went right before we made that last uh, fourth-round selection. And so, once that happened, I was like, yeah, I don't think this is happening. Yeah, and you could have went, like, scat back from, like, like, you know, Virginia Tech, that kind of, like, the Edo Smith type, a body type. But um, I don't know. I I agree that that was a surprising non-draft pick was a – a running back and honestly probably a quarterback was probably a surprise to me that at least like get you know somebody in the you know what i'm saying like just use maybe a fifth or a sixth round pick to get somebody but i don't know that yeah. was surprising to me I mean, I agree with you, too, about the quarterback. But then they, when they signed A.J. McCarron, I wasn't in shock because I guess they already had a plan. And I kind of just figured they were going to go with a two-quarterback rotation on the roster. But then Lupe Franks, I mean, I think he, he's going to have a chance. I mean, he's at least going to make the practice squad probably. But he may right. make the roster as a third stringer, depending on what they want numbers-wise. For sure. And then uh, news came after the draft. We had some news after the draft that they have picked up um, – uh, Cal Ridley's fifth-year contract, but they declined Hayden Hurst's contract. What do you think that says about this going forward? Uh, that pretty much just says that they're planning on their man being Kyle Pitts, so they're one tight end rotation. I don't, they don't really have a place for Hayden Hurst. I think after this season, I think that's all that tells you. Okay, I didn't know if you would. They were going, you know, because Arthur Smith loves to go jumbo and goes, you know, the jumbo package, and I don't. But I, I just that don't is. think they feel like that's a big need on their roster, though, in comparison to some of the other things that they still need. I mean, they, they still need a lot. I mean, this draft was good. It's definitely a building block, but they still need a lot more. I, I still don't think they're near ready right now to contend. Yeah. And I would like to do, like, later on, what when we get closer, obviously, to, you know, training camp and stuff. But this could be an interesting uh, – this could be an interesting year at offensive line. I know it doesn't really like uh, tantalize anybody, but there could be some some shuffling across the line. So that's mm-hmm. one to look look for. So that would be that'd be interesting. Um, there's also still running backs available. They, I think, uh, they've got a lot of options. Actually, once you like look actually look at what's going on with with Quadri Olison still there, which he hasn't got any time like at all from any, you know, like any either coordinators that they have been through um, out of pit, like literally none. Uh, then they've still got Brian Hill still unsigned. Uh, there's a couple other heap kind of guys that are like Todd Gurley still out there. So there are some other, there are some other names and there's another veteran quarterback that's still out there or running back that's still out there. So, I mean, do you still do you run Mike? I know we've transitioned. Sorry, I'm talking about this running back situation. Do you expect um, Mike Davis to be the bell cow? I mean, with the ro- way the roster is currently constructed, I guess that's where they're leaning. I mean, 
I, they wouldn't be my first pick. That's the reason I thought they needed to go running back. But, yeah, some of the better backs went off the board early. You know, we had talked earlier on Najee Harris. Would he be a first-round or second-round pick? Well, he went in the first round. And then right after Najee Harris got picked and Travis Etienne went with the very next pick to Jacksonville, which right, is Jacksonville. weird because now he's being reunited with Trevor Lawrence, Trevor Lawrence. You know, his college yeah. teammate and the pros, too. So, yeah. once that happened, then I was like, well, maybe the North Carolina backs. And then – they were gone they, pretty they soon. Go. That team. Right. So I was like, yeah, it's not, it's not going to happen. And um, so I guess that's what they're planning on doing. I mean, I don't know what's going to become of Todd Gurley. I wouldn't expect him to be back with the Falcons at this point, but if he's willing to take a, a nice discount and uh, stay around, he could be used as a red zone running back. I mean, yeah, that would be my preference, but I don't third, know. Third down back, come in and just sniff the end zone. Yeah. I, I wouldn't be, I wouldn't be, you know, but I mean, they still need to make cuts. They still need to, yeah. Uh, you know, they still need to restructure people. They still need to be able to pay for this draft class. Um, were you, um, were you surprised that? Um, oh, what's the daggum corner from Georgia? Uh, Tyson Campbell? No, the first round pick. You're about in the first pick, Eric Stokes. Eric Stokes. Were you, about. were you were you surprised Eric Stokes went in the first round? I was. I thought that. I mean, I think he'll be. I was actually thinking Aziz Ojolari would go would be the first Georgia player off the board, but it was Stokes that was taken first. Stokes was a good player in college. Um, he, he's going to have a good career in the NFL, but I didn't think he was a first round talent. I thought that was a reach. I can't even remember who which team drafted him, but I thought that was a reach for him. Yeah. Um, and I, I can't remember either. Was it the line? It wasn't the Lions, was it? No, I don't um, think it was the Lions. No. Anyway, uh, so what was you know just overall at, with the draft? What was what was some of the what's the biggest surprise? Maybe not the biggest, but what was a surprise for you that kind of just was like, whoa, that's happening? Overall in the draft, yeah. Um, the first thing that really surprised me, I think, was Jacksonville going with ETN. Well, I don't know. I mean. I, early on, actually, there were a lot of surprises. Like, I thought Carolina could have gone quarterback with their first pick. Denver, I really thought, was going to go quarter, uh, quarterback, and they didn't. And so then Justin Fields dropped to the Bears, which, by the way, I don't think is a good situation for him at all. Like, I think if Justin Fields ended up in Atlanta, I think he would have done very well. If he had ended up with a different franchise, he would have done well. But Chicago, man, that's where quarterbacks go to die. I mean, they just – they don't do well there, period. I don't know if Chicago's ever had – an elite quarterback in their entire team history. I mean, I Chicago, just – I can't think of one. The Chicago Bears, yeah. Yeah, the Chicago just, jumped from – they jumped from like 20 to 11 to take him too. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I just – I don't see that being a good situation for him unless they're just going to like change their offense dramatically. I just don't see them doing that. Um, so, I mean, those, those were really surprises. Carolina, Denver, Chicago, and then – I think ETN going to Jacksonville, I don't think that was really an obvious position of need for them either. They just must have been attracted to the chemistry between Lawrence and ETN. It's all that I can yeah, think of. I think a surprise started early with me. I could have – I mean, I thought for real, I know they were blowing smoke They were that the Niners were, you know, singing Trey Lance and Mac Jones' praise. But I thought for sure they were going to go Justin Fields for sure. Like – I thought it was going to – I don't know. See, I, just, I never heard Justin Fields connected to – I always thought that 
the Mac Jones thing was way overblown. Like, I never thought San Francisco was going to take him. But I thought Trey Lance was something that could go with him. I mean, I would have taken Justin Fields if I were them, but I right. like Justin Fields a lot. Um, but Mac Jones ended up with a really good situation, I think. I think he's probably better off getting picked – what was he, 15th in the draft? Yeah, he's probably better Patriots. off being picked yeah. there. Yeah, he went to the, to the Patriots. I think he's better off being picked there than he was being picked third anyway. I think he went to a team that really fits his talent level. So I think he could do very well there, uh, maybe being Tom Brady's successor, the permanent successor. Cam Newton was yeah. kind of a stopgap, and they re-signed him, so he's going to be there again this year. But by the end of the year, you might very well see Mac Jones starting for him. Yeah, he he'll have a couple very he'll have a couple bad games, and 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 I think, like you said, they'll give him the reins and let him just let him go for it. Um, yeah, for the draft, man, I. I thought it was an entertaining one. Yeah, it was surprising um, with those picks. And um, Richie Grant, I think, is going to be a really good player, man. I'm, I'm excited. I think he's probably the, the player I'm most – well, you can't – got to discount Kyle Pitts. Kyle Pitts is going to be a freak, man. He is going to be so electrifying to watch. I hope he comes and flourishes. I hope he's – everything is advertised. But beyond first-round pick, I think Richie Grant is going to be a fun one. Yeah, I think both picks would be good. I would have rather have had Ojolar. But, 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 yeah, I think he'll be a good pick. I mean, overall, I can't really argue. It's much better than any of the Mitros drafts, in my opinion. But, I mean, yeah. the future will tell. But but I think it's a lot better. I'm more excited. Like, I feel like that at least we might have a regime that knows what they're doing for a change. That's what this draft shows me. Yeah, and then did you see Dan Quinn's comments about his first draft class of uh, as a defensive coordinator for the um, – the Dallas Cowboys. Cowboys. Yeah, I, I did not see his comments. What did he say? Well, you probably could guess what he said. He said, "I really like this draft class. They're fast and physical, dude." Mm. Oh man, I am. Ooh, that's that's hard to hear. And too, it came out. Not that I've been reading Dallas Cowboys news, but uh, Keanu Neal is checked in and is signed as a linebacker now. Oh, okay. Moving positions. So he's moving positions. Yeah. So they like versatile guys. And speaking of versatility, I think that was the theme of this draft class was versatility. They picked a lot of guys that played multiple positions. Um, So I'm I'm excited to see that. We're excited to see um, how it all shakes out. And we'll have tons of of upcoming analysis of that, of what this roster is going to look like, what the depth chart is going to look like. But can you imagine in the world – where Kyle Pitts, Julio Jones, and Calvin Ridley are on the same field at the same time, on the same team. That's... I mean, yeah, I mean, that's going to be awesome if it happens, and we don't know what's going to happen with Julio yet. I mean, there's still some potential things that could happen. He would get traded from Atlanta just because of the salary cap, I and mean, they do need to free some space up, and he's the most obvious way to free up some space. But if he does make the roster, if he stays in Atlanta, then, yes, that would be a phenomenal combination on the field. Either way, even without Julio Jones, one thing I know about Atlanta, they're still going to be good on offense. They're still going to be able For to sure. score points. I For don't sure. see any issues there. And you can tell there was a big concern with the uh, with Terry Fontenot with our defensive backfield. There, he obviously was very concerned about it. He was very concerned about the defensive line of scrimmage, and he had some offensive line concerns. You know, he wanted to really fill in the gaps with the line of scrimmage versus getting more skill position players. Right. So they went, you know, they went – offensive they went like one offensive weapon and the rest were 
you know, mm-hmm. trenches and defense. So, <clears throat> no. Yeah, was... which wasn't a bad move. I mean, I don't think there was really any elite defensive talent on that uh, in the draft this year, but there's a lot of serviceable guys, and you never know. You might be able to develop one of them to a great Hall of Famer. You just don't know. Right. Um, so, I think, too, like, kind of transition from that we mentioned before, like, what this regime thinks of the trenches, what you just said, what the regime thinks of this roster, as they've taken two offensive linemen, and I would imagine there's going to be a lot of, you know, you know, churning of this roster to try to figure out who's the best starting five, and um, Arthur Smith came out and said that we thought – um, kind of your comments uh, previously of, you know, this is a two-year rebuild. Everybody, you can't fix this. Entire, you can't plug all the holes with one draft. And this is true. They still have plenty of holes to fill. But Arthur Smith came out and said, talking about competing, he's like, yeah, we're going to compete next year. We're going to win now. And they've picked the wrong guy if they want to do a rebuild. So that was – what do you think about those comments, Mr. Todd? I mean, it's a great attitude to have. It's, it's one thing, I think, to say it and then actually construct the roster and, and see what happens once the season begins. I mean, you look at the Falcons right now, the way they're currently constructed. I mean, if you're going to go and just do – I don't want to pick divisions yet, but, you know, if I was looking at the division right now, you know, Tampa's going to be there at the top. They're bringing everybody they, back. They've returned 22 starters. First time it's ever been done from a Super Bowl Yeah. Team. Yeah, I still think New Orleans is probably number two in the division. I know their draft class wasn't very good, um, but I still think with what they have coming back, uh, you know, despite their draft class, I think they're still the obvious choice at number two, even defense though their quarterback's still. different. Yeah, the defense is still great. Is and they still, still have Alvin tomorrow. So I, I think both those together, right. that's gonna that's gonna be easy for them to be number two. So then it's just a matter of can you be better than the Carolina Panthers? That's the one thing I don't know. Or I don't know who to pick in that situation because I, Carolina, I think they did okay with the draft. Uh, they they definitely feel some some needs that they had too. They have Joe Brady, who I really like, who I wanted to be the Falcons head coach. But I I don't know which one's going to be better right now. It's just hard to say. And, and for the Falcons, I mean, it's like Chris was talking about the other day. You know, I think a lot of it's going to come down to can they win their first game, can they win their second game. You know, just take it game by game and see if you can gain some momentum throughout the season. So. We're a long ways from that point, but I'm interested in watching the – I guess there will be a preseason. There will be some preseason games this year. So, we'll actually get to see some of these new guys on the field early on. Yeah, and I'm excited, too, that that I think what you said a little bit earlier is that having a coaching staff that may know what they're doing. Their jury is still out, but Arthur Smith, I think, can coach. I think can draw up a scheme that says, you know, the scheme that takes this the, the strength of the other team away. Like – an actual game plan, making adjustments at halftime, that kind of thing. I'm excited to see a coach as a weapon. And we haven't had that in a long since time. Mike, since Mike Smith left, really. Well, I don't know. Even, I mean, I, I even like, then. Shanahan was good, but his office a coordinator, too. I, right. I'll give him his due, too. But for the most part, the coaching staff never was up to the task. Yeah, they never were up to the task. And, I mean, really, last two or three years, it just always seemed like the Falcons never really had a game plan in any of these games. It's like they would come up with the same game plan in every single game, and they never – they just like went in there and went through the motions, and they never right. would adapt or anything. It's, it's kind of like basketball, just playing like a lot of free-flowing basketball. It's like, I don't know, it's like not a lot of plays. It's like I feel like the same thing with Dan Quinn. It was like the same plays. It's like, I, like rookie season Madden. I think I could have picked those. So, 
don't know. Um, do you think, okay, we're not going to pick wins and losses, but um, I don't know, man. I think they, I think they could be better. I think they'll be the second. I'm not picking wins and losses, but in my opinion, they've got a lot of talent on this, on this roster and they're, they were a couple plays away from a couple more wins. I think they will be at least fighting for a wild card in the, in the sniff, in the hunt this year. Maybe I, we'll I see. I mean, we really yeah. need to look, the schedule's coming out soon, right? Doesn't it come out in the next couple days, Please. maybe next week or two? Yeah. It's, it's pretty soon. It's like May 13th or something like that. So okay, we'll know yeah. more then. Yeah. We'll know more then. And uh, we'll be able to, look at the schedule and just kind of say, hey, you know, if the Falcons win this game, can they win this game? Let's look, let's compare it to New Orleans' schedule. Let's see. Because New Orleans is probably who you're competing against. If you're going to try to get in there, try to yeah. be second in the division, then that's probably the right. team you're right, competing right, right. against. So, um, all right. So, let's go Let's go NFL wide real quick. What do you think is going to happen with um, Aaron Rodgers? Um, just listening to Adam Schefter the other day and all those other guys in the NFL draft, it looks like that relationship is unsalvageable. It looks like that he is pretty much threatened to retire if they don't trade him. So, isn't that, um, isn't that what Brett Favre did to get out of Green Bay? He retired, then came back, then played for the, for the Vikings. No, I think they were going to cut Brett Favre because I, I don't think he ever threatened to quit. I think that they had just decided to move on from Brett Favre. This is a different situation. Okay. Oh, yeah, okay. they were ready to plug Aaron Rodgers in because this was like with, after the 2007 season, and, and they pretty much said, hey, Brett Favre, we're going to trade you. We're going to get rid of you. So um, I don't remember anything like that happening. Maybe it did, but they were pretty much already made up their mind. Now, this is a different situation. Aaron Rodgers has plenty of options, too. Let's keep that in mind as well. I mean, if he were to retire, he could go host Jeopardy. I mean, yeah, maybe he wants to do that. He probably make more money doing that too at this point. But um, I, I don't know. I mean, I think it's going to be. I think it's as simple as either he needs to get traded or he's going to retire. I don't think he's going to play another down with Green Bay. Yeah, me neither. I think it'll be. Um, yeah, I think he'll go somewhere else. If he go to Denver or somewhere like that, I think that might be even. You know, I heard somebody talking about that recently that you know tom brady's done it of going somewhere and winning a championship somewhere else uh peyton manning has done it has, has yeah. gone somewhere and and from his original team and then winning a chip somewhere else so that might be the mark of the you know one of the elite quarterbacks of all time is hey i'm gonna go somewhere else see if i can't get another one um and who hey you know, and now he's picking landing spots and who's going to, who's going to pamper him the most, you know, you know, Denver. And I couldn't even think of any other spot other than Denver right now off the top of my head, but. Well, he has a list. Uh, he has a list. Oh, I think he put he? San okay. Francisco, he put San Francisco on that list, which seems very unlikely now that they drafted Trey Lance. But I mean, for one Dude. year, two years, maybe they would do it. I mean, I don't know. Th think about that, bro. That'd be a crazy team. Yeah. Mm. Yeah, it would. Uh, but he has some other schools on his uh, – not schools, but in NFL Schools. You in, you're in college right college now. football yeah, all right your, now. Yeah, you're oozing um, out of your head. I, you know, I don't know if he ever named Houston, but, you know, I think Houston may have an open quarterback spot. So, maybe that would be a place for him to go potentially. But I don't – that's not a championship-ready team either. 
No. So that's, that's, that's the problem. And they went a for a quarterback, too. So that's telling me that they're not anticipating Deshaun Watson being able to play. I think they feel like it's very unlikely he's going to be able to play this year either. Plus, he wants out of Houston. But now he's also involved in this whole mess with these women, too. And I, just, I don't know how it's going to turn out. Yeah, that's that turned into a, like, I don't even know how to personify that. That A bad situation got, like, 11 times worse when all the stuff started coming out. And then now it's like, I don't even talk. It's, 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 he might not play again. No, no, he, he may not. Be. It may be like Michael Vick. Although, you know, if you listen to um, all the news and stuff, I mean, actually, probably what Deshaun Watson's being accused of right now is a lot worse than what Michael Vick did with it. But yeah, that killed Michael Vick's career. He did come back. But he was never yeah. the same once he did come back either. He served a couple of years in prison, came back. He just wasn't the same kind of quarterback that he was when he was in Atlanta. I mean, he was serviceable and he still did okay, but he just wasn't the same kind of guy. Yeah. So, well, the Falcons had a good draft. I'm not giving any grades out. Are you giving grades out? I will give them – I mean, I've seen all the experts give them anywhere from an A to a B – Plus, I think one – I saw one service give them a B-minus. I'd probably give them a B-plus. The only reason I don't give them an A is because they didn't get a running back. I think right. that, for me, keeps them from getting an A because I, I think they still needed one. But uh, we'll see what Arthur Smith can uh, work out here with what we have on the roster right now. You're saying if they had a drafted a court, if they had drafted a running back even in, like, the fifth or sixth round – you would they would got an A for you. No, it would have to be a running back. I would have liked been okay. fifth or sixth round. Curious. You were gonna get him. Yeah, you were gonna get anybody in the fifth or sixth round that I had on my radar. You know, because I really had Najee Harris and Travis. I really had ETN on my radar, and I was surprised I had, when he went in the first round. I had Trey Sermon in uh, in my. I don't know where he went, but I don't even know if it was plausible to get him. But I I would have liked to see Trey Sermon. I had a couple other backs, you know, from the kid from buffalo and you know game well or you know there's a lot of there was a couple other names that that i think they had opportunity to get but they went a different direction but yeah i, I agree that um a solid b i said i wasn't gonna give any grades out listen to me contradicting myself but a solid b um filled a lot of holes um got two corners two corners and a safety i would have thought they would just get one does that make you think that isaiah oliver and Sheffield are, you know, on their way out. They're not as good as we – well, we knew they weren't. I mean, Isaiah uh, Oliver, dude, I swear. Isaiah Oliver, like, just looks lost sometimes. Yeah, I think based on what happened last year, um, yeah, I would say those guys are probably on their way out. So, yeah. Because yeah. they just – yeah, I think they're invested. I think they feel like a lot of these guys that they drafted will play if, you know, whether or not they're starters or not. But I feel like they feel like a couple of them can be starters. So yeah. yeah, I mean totally. We'll we'll go through that uh, probably next week. I would like to go, or maybe not next week, but in the future, I'd like to go through and see how many starters they got. Um, just project and see. I think this guy can be a starter because, like, I think I'd, at least one of his offensive linemen will start, if not both. So I don't actually no. Let me take it back. At least the the third round pick will probably start. It's my opinion, but um, yeah. They so. probably Mayfield. gotten like uh, yeah Mayfield out of you know out of the nine picks they what got probably four starters, maybe three, three four starters. So we'll see how it goes from there. But um, yeah, it's yeah. going to be exciting. 
I mean, I'm, I'm excited to see where they go now. We got a lot of cuts that need to happen. There's a whole tr- – we didn't talk about Julio tonight. We'll talk about that next time. But um, we'll, we'll, we'll keep it – we'll keep our ears to the ground and we'll follow this Julio <coughs> drama around. We'll, uh, we'll check in on the roster cuts to see if they can't pay for this draft class. Story of my life, having to pay for something. Yeah, and just uh, just so we we know about next year too. So early on, the first mock draft came out for next year already, and JT Daniels was listed as the number one quarterback prospect for next year. Wait, 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 wait! wait. You saying there's a there's a draft there's a mock draft already out somewhere, and JT Daniels oh, yeah. first one off the board. First one off the board. Is he the first overall pick, or is he the first quarterback taken? I don't remember. It was either the uh, – because the Dog Nation was reporting it today. So, I, I think he was the first player. I think the projection had him as the first player off the board, period. Okay. We'll see. I mean, interesting. Hey, man, if he's the first player off the board. Georgia probably wins the national championship. I'll be happy with that. I'll take it. We'll take it all day long. This, this could be the year, Todd. This could be the year. Right. And, by the way, Trey Sermon went in the round three to San Francisco. He was number 88 overall. Oh, okay. So he was off the board. The last, the last good running back that was off the board. I can't remember his name, but he was the you know they North Carolina had that two headed monster running back combo. So the second North Carolina running back came off the board in the fourth round, right just right before the Falcons are going to make their first pick of the fourth round. So I kind of wonder would they have gone something if would they have done something different had he not gone off the board? Right. I don't know. I think I think the Jets picked uh, a. Two players of the same name. It's the first time that's ever been done in the same draft. Michael Carter. They picked a cornerback named Michael Carter and then a the running back from Carolina, Michael Carter. Well, they're really wanting to confuse their fans. How about that? Yeah. <laughs> All right, Todd, do you got anything else for the people tonight? Uh, not really. I mean, I'm just I'm looking forward to them. I'm, you know, I'm a lot more excited now than I was going into it. You know, I get a lot of anxiety going into these drafts and stuff. And I want it how I want it, and then I don't get my way. You know, I wanted Justin Fields. But, hey, I think the Falcons did really good. I think they addressed a lot of needs they had. Um, I wasn't as happy with the secondary stuff. I really wanted to pass rusher. But, yeah, you know, I have to read a little bit about Dean Pease, and, and he really – um, he's going to use a lot of quarterback blitzes and he's going to really involve the secondary in, in that. So I'm a little bit more happy with it now. Um, really address the line of scrimmage, which, you know, they're never sexy picks, but you have to right. have the big horses. So I think he did really good and played it safe for the most part. I think Fontenot played it safe and he didn't overreach for anybody. I think everybody kind of just fell in line the way they should have. I didn't see any reaches. I was a little bit disappointed. There weren't more, you know, Southeastern conference players kind of just like stopped after we got Kyle Pitts and that was it. You know, Georgia guys, I don't know. I'm a little fearful that Fontenot must hate Georgia too. We'll see what happens. But um, yeah, hopefully, hopefully this is going to be beginning of something special. So I'm looking forward to it. I totally agree with everything you said. Um, I get less, except for the, I get anxiety for the draft. I get so pumped up and so like, oh, they could do this, they could do that. There's so many things flying through my head. I get so pumped up, and sometimes I do get dis- disappointed. I would have liked to have seen um, using higher picks of talent for defensive linemen, like kind of like what you said, um, but they didn't reach. They stayed within themselves. They made safe picks. They made picks that were going to build this team through foundational players. So we're going to move forward. I am super pumped. I'm excited. Um, where there's still a big giant question 
at running back. So stay tuned for all that. We'll cover that. There's a big question at running back, and there's um, a question, honestly, at, at edge, at, at defensive line. So we're going to have to come up with some answers there to see who's going to step up and be a playmaker. But going forward, Dean Pease, uh, Terry Fontenot, and Arthur Smith, I don't know why I included Dean Pease, but um, those the, the new coaching staff, the new regime, is they've got a, uh, they got a good group of guys, and I'm excited to see how they um, uh, build this roster moving forward. If you like what you heard tonight, go ahead and like us on Facebook, um, like us on a Facebook page and subscribe to us on Apple podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts these days. And until next time, Falcons fans rise up.